0: Welcome to Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, Head of Growth here at Powered by Search. And each week we'll be breaking down a SaaS company's marketing, giving ideas about how we would improve the strategy to get more trials, demos and revenue using demand gen, SEO and paid media. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the Head of Growth here at Powered by Search. And today I'm joined by Jess Toza. Jess, how's it going?
1: Great Mark, how
0: are you? So far so good. Monday has been pretty great for me, if I'm honest. I had a great morning. I got so much done. I took a slightly longer than normal, but not much longer for anyone listening, break at lunchtime and I managed to go to the sauna and then eat a biryani, which was pretty great. So, and now I'm back into it. So the afternoon I'm getting through it.
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Good Monday.
0: It was a good Monday. It was a good Monday. Also I had a shot of turmeric, which I've never had before. I had turmeric very cool, very tasty.
1: I have not. I have had the powdered form and it, it tastes yeah. a little earthy. <laughs> that was the yeah. shot.
0: <laughs> it was very zingy and fresh because it was mixed with apple juice. So that was pretty great. But anyway, look, we're not here to talk about turmeric and biryanis, as tasty as that is. Let's actually talk about Almagnac, which is the product we are talking about on the show today. And if you've never heard of Almanac before, here's a little info that I prepared earlier. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to give you some context around Almanac. Almanac is a collaborative document creator. They were founded in 2019 in San Francisco. Now, like the majority of companies that we're going to talk about on Insider Marketing, we don't have conversion or revenue data, so we've got to make some inferences. Our bet today is that they're doing around $5 to $10 million ARR with a marketing team of three and about 60 people overall. We're going to share strategy ideas for demand gen and PPC with Jess Tozer. Let's dive in. So that was a bit of info about Almanac. I just one thing here. I've got to say, I bet this is a transatlantic difference. In the UK, the name of this company would be Almanac, but I think that probably on your side of the ocean, it's Almanac. Yeah,
1: that's how I would pronounce it. But tomato, tomato. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a famous kink song called Autumn Almanac, which always makes me laugh when I hear it. But uh, there you go. Jess, so Almanac, how did you feel about this when you loaded their website for the first time?
1: That's a great question, Mark. So when I was looking at Almanac for the first time, I loaded the website and I wasn't quite sure what the software was. No offense to the Almanac team. It's actually a beautiful site. And as I went through it, there were a lot of things I did like. I just wasn't really sure what it was at first. It looked like something that kind of zhuzhed up the Google Docs, so I had to go a little bit deeper. So if I did not know what I was looking for, or what the software did, I would be a little bit confused the first few seconds that I hit the page, if I'm being honest. I
0: think that's a fair criticism. I've watched the team at Almanac actually grow this for a little while now. I think I might have seen one of their early versions if I remember correctly. And I just got to say, they do it with such class. It's so stylish. You guys can't see this right now, but Jess actually has loaded on her screen the website and it's got a lovely kind of gradient and her face lit up as she loaded the website (laughs) on her webcam. And really like, that's, you know, hey, if your face lights up when you load your marketing site, that's wonderful. But at the end of the day, what we want is we want people to understand, hey, that's for me, I want to use this, or at least I want to go deeper and find out more information. But as Jess alluded to, the Almanac website doesn't quite hit that chord, if we're being honest, we always are. So I think like what would be interesting to start with is just looking at this market. So if you've not seen Almanac before, Almanac actually calls themselves the Platform for Async Collaboration. Now. That is not an unusual label. Lots of people have a version of that label, and in fact, they are playing against some pretty well-entrenched competitors, and this is going to be a really, really hard thing for them to do. So, If you scroll down on most SaaS websites, you can actually see who they think they're compared to just by looking at the comparison pages that there are, and we could talk about these comparison pages, which are really good, by the way, later on. But They've got compared to Notion, compared to Google Docs, compared to Confluence, Confluence is an Atlassian product if, you, if you're unfamiliar with that. Those are three of the probably the biggest names in SaaS and they are well, well entrenched in many organizations, particularly in other startups or tech businesses. And that is who Almanac is pitching itself to. So their solutions are for developers, for people ops, for founders these are tech titles, people ops maybe is an exception. And yet Almanac is trying to get into that market and also fight against very well-established competitors. And I think that is a big challenge. What do you think, Jess?
1: I would agree. I would agree.
0: So I think like the kind of the challenge here beyond just these are competitors is not to say how you're better than competitors, because at the end of the day, many of those organizations would be able to say, hey, we'll just build Almanac's features, or we'll just build this feature which competes with Almanac, and therefore it doesn't matter. But the reality is that most companies don't develop their products like that. However, most customers need to understand how the product actually aligns to their specific use case in the real world. What does that mean for Almanac? Well, firstly... Almanac's customers already probably believe to a certain extent that, or the people that Almanac are going after, I should say, rather than their customers, they believe to a certain extent that they have their problems solved by tools like Google Docs or Notion. And what Almanac is not doing is saying meaningfully, okay, those guys think that, but we're for these people. I think what Almanac have an opportunity to do here, because of the relatively early stage that they're at, is to say, okay, rather than going for a pretty broad audience of effectively tech businesses, we're gonna niche down and we're gonna go for a a sector where maybe Notion is not a competitor at all. Or maybe people never think about using Confluence for this kind of thing. Or maybe Google Docs is something that people use in the marketing department, but not in the other departments. And then tailoring the website just for those people. And actually, you can see some clues here if you look at their trusted by section so their social proof. On there, they've got American Red Cross. They've got Indeed, the recruitment website. They've got University of Maryland, and they've got the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Those are some pretty cool logos to have on your site. I think Almanac, at this point, where they are at, should probably just take a step back and say, hey, maybe we should think about tailoring our messaging and our positioning for one of these higher education by the way would be a potentially an amazing sector for this Mm -hmm. those guys have a huge amount of need to actually collaborate on documents keep policies up to date stay compliant which by the way is feature uh, version control is a big deal for compliance and data flow and information management almanac's differentiator, or one of their big differentiators is that they add this version control into a document editor. That's a huge deal. Notion doesn't have that, or doesn't have anything effective in doing that. Google Docs, they're just not interested, clearly. Confluence is mostly a tool that people don't like using, and it's you know a very sort of developer-heavy kind of tool. There's an opportunity here for Almanac. What do you think, Jess?
1: Yeah, I agree. Speaking to the very specific user also really helps someone when they get to the site, go, yep, this is exactly for me. This is what I was looking for.
0: Hundred percent. So that's
1: a great point.
0: Yeah. And look, when you have a specific user or a specific industry, and by the way, people think that if you niche down too soon, you end up not actually building a good business. The inverse is true in my experience. If you niche down early, you can broaden out later when you've conquered additional, when you've conquered your kind of beachhead market, you can move on to adjacent markets. And that that's a big deal. If Almanac was able to say, I don't know, for example, hey, we're going to just go off and we're going to get 50 universities to buy our product, 50 universities, 50 colleges, whatever you want to call it, we're going to get them to buy and use daily our product. They would get 10 case studies out of that from big organizations. Mm-hmm. Some of those organizations they could use and they could say, hey, I don't know, insurance agent marketplace, like use this because these big companies have done it. Therefore, they've got similar compliance needs, similar reg, similar regulatory needs. You could use our document editor, our collaborative document editor, to do this for your organization. Here's the link between the problems you're facing. And when you align on those things, you can do so much more with your marketing. But you can also do a lot more with your kind of your acquisition as well. So Jess, you want to talk a little bit about paid media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So diving into paid media... First off, I want to give them kudos for their social ads. Their social ads are really great. Of course, I'm going to recommend some tweaks to them because that's what I do. But they're doing a very nice job with social. It does look like they are on all the right channels, though. When it comes to paid media, I do see them on Google. I see them on Bing, LinkedIn, Facebook. They have a presence on Captera, but I can't tell if they are running paid ads on Captera because I'm not seeing them high up in search for the the category that they are under. But it is towards the end of the month and Captera will spend all of the b- <laughs> budget in a couple of days, depending wow. on what that budget is.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, I
1: shouldn't say a couple of days. There's not daily budget pacing. It's just... You say how much you want to spend in a month, and if the search is all there, like the first couple of days, your budget's gone. <laughs>
0: so, oh my gosh!
1: So they might be on running ads on Capterra. I just didn't see any. So going back to social, I also I can't see what they are spending, but they are definitely running some ads. A couple pointers I have there is they have really good creative, but some of it has a ton of text, and depending on what kind of device someone is on, and we know that a lot of people use mobile, it would not be legible on mobile. So I would adjust some of those to have a little less text. They also have some really good ad copy that, in my opinion, is a little bit more compelling than the headline they have in the creative. And we also know that people look at the creative before they look at the ad copy. So those are a couple of the things that I might tweak (laughs) on those. So for example, they have an ad copy say goodbye to project name dash V52.1 dash final version dash use this dot doc, (laughs) which would make for it's great copy. It would make for a really good headline in the creative that they used for that. So I would AB test the headlines in the ad copy with the headlines in the creative because they have some really good ones. And if you can make something that's a little bit funny or someone's like, to your point about kind of niching down and targeting people so they go, this ad or this website is meant for me. You want to do that with the ads. Like if someone looks at that and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I am so sick of saying, hey, is project name dash V, et cetera, et cetera, the right one? <laughs> it's comical. And then also using some pain point ad copy, like stop wasting time on unnecessary meetings or... Stats like the average person wastes three hours a week on unnecessary meetings. I have a client that run runs ads that says ninety minutes of your day is being interrupted by unnecessary emails, and that is our best performing ad. Wow! So stuff like that really works. But again, going back to what they're doing right on Facebook, they're doing templates, and this is something that we've talked about recently: is giving templates. It just really adds credibility and it gets somebody in using your product and seeing how it works. And it doesn't look like they have a free trial, but the free templates is a good way to have that kind of freemium model. It's not technically freemium, but you know, try it Mm. see if you like it and then come and buy it.
0: Yeah. And in fact, to dive in there for you, Jess, uh, one of the other kind of playbooks, one of our clients asked us the other day, Hey, how should I think about lead magnets Mm -hmm. and kind of templates? So There's the kind of standard lead magnet that most people think about, which is you know a downloadable checklist or a white paper or whatever. Those things can be really effective for the right audience. But the other playbook that we have around this, we call it precursor marketing. And it's really interesting in this case in particular, what precursor marketing is, is it basically says, we're going to create a template for people who are pain or problem aware, depending on which you prefer, so that they can solve their pain without our product. Now, the reason you're doing it without the product is because it gives people an opportunity to just say, yes, and I have that pain and download something. But it also removes from the download or the lead magnet, one of three things. So certainty, speed, or insight. So for example, if your almanac A precursor template might be, and I know this sounds kind of weird given their product, but a Google sheet that has a checklist for managing versions of documents in it. Now, why does that work? It works firstly because people do that. They use those products. They use spreadsheets that have who updated the document when, and here's a link to the document. They're already using that thing, it's their behavior. But they need more of those because projects start, projects finish, they're always looking for a template. Then you say, okay, here's the template that we created for you. This is what we would have done if it was our product. You get your kind of, maybe get some of your product team to basically replicate the experience of using Almanac as best you can using a spreadsheet. And then you email them after and say, hey, you can definitely use this for free. But with Almanac, you can improve the speed or the certainty or the insights that you get from this process and make it generally easier for your team to actually manage this information. And then take a trial or you know, use your, uh, create your first 50 documents, I think is the offer that they have on Almanac's site to actually get people in. That is an incredible kind of offer and a way that they might think about doing this, even though it does use a competitor product. It gets people to into your system, into your world, by giving them something tangible that they can use, and then you can use that to remarket to them as well.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Jess, did I steal your the thunder <laughs> there? I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
1: no. as you were talking, <laughs> I realized that I misspoke because I was looking at Captera that says they do not offer a free trial, and it looks like you can try Almanac for free. Okay. So I just wanted to I just wanted to (laughs) recant what I said earlier.
0: That's okay. Hey, it's version control for podcasts, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, there we go. But also to that point, we found that there's some misinformation on Capterra. So Almanac, hopefully, if you guys hear this, (laughs) go and check Capterra because it might have some outdated information on it.
0: Yeah. Jess, you mentioned... But you did
1: not steal my thunder. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> I actually loved everything you said, and I 100% agree <laughs> with all of that. I think that is so smart. I actually, I won't go off on a tangent here. Well, maybe I will, but go I ha- I needed some accounting software, and I found a template from Bench, and it was so robust, and they had a great follow-up, and I very much believe that you know if you have a solution that solves a problem by solving someone's problem before trying to sell them something is a great way to build credibility and trust. And nowadays that's so critical. Yeah, Um,
0: especially in a market like theirs, right? Because they're competing against those big players like Notion and Google Docs and Confluence, right? So Mm -hmm. building awareness for the point where somebody comes into market for the first time or for the subsequent time, because these tools have long lock-in periods, that's vital. You've got to build that awareness over time in order to actually make any of your marketing pay off long-term. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Jess, you were mentioning about their ad creative. I've seen a lot of ad creative. This is some of the best visually. Yeah. I tell you some things I love about it. Firstly, they haven't just focused on kind of making it look pretty. I mean, they do look amazing. But at the same time, they also demonstrate product features in a way that isn't just screenshots. It's actually like highlighted. They've created special kind of illustrations of their UI that are related to the pain points in the ad copy as well. You don't see that very often. And I always think to myself, Guys, you've got a great product. Why aren't you showing it off in your ads? And why isn't it aligned to the thing? Why have you just put a screenshot on there of your whole dashboard or something like that? No one can read that. Mm -hmm. I think they've done a good job here.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And what I also really like is it's a very cohesive look between the ads and the website. Mm. Because we do look at ads sometimes that you you click on that, you go to the website, and it looks like you've gone to a completely different business. So they are pretty, there's cohesion between the ads and the website. So I agree. Well done on that. Mm.
0: And Jess, so we talked about a couple of different things. We talked that they're doing a lot of stuff across channels. Now, bearing in mind that we don't have the, we don't have the actual performance data. We don't have equally, we don't have their budget, their bidding data, because we're just doing this off the cuff. Mm. Where do you think that Almanac should be investing ad budget. What's your experience for a kind of a product in a similar market or what's worked for you in the past?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So to your point, we're using some spy tools, but we don't know exactly what they're spending money on. Mm -hmm. But from what I can see, again, as I was mentioning earlier, I'm not sure if they're spending on Capterra and if they are, they might've run out of budget early. And that's why I can't see them. If that's the case, that would certainly be a good channel to invest some money in. We tend to see Captera leads, SQLs, opportunities, however they have them named internally. We tend to see them be higher per those leads, but much higher intent and a lot of times a much higher spend per customer. Mm-hmm. So Captera would be a great channel to spend some money on if they're not. Social, because they are doing a really great job on social and I can't see how much they're spending. I'd like to say they probably could spend a little bit more, but I'm just (laughs) theorizing there based off of what I see. There are a lot of ads. I don't see a full funnel on LinkedIn or Facebook, which is why I think they could potentially spend more. Between both Google and Bing, it looks like in SEMrush... They spent about 21000 in February, but they've dialed that back to about 6000 a month. So these tend to be really high intent channels because it's inbound search. Somebody is looking for a solution. What I did see, though, and I'm wondering if they dialed back, is when I look at the keywords they're targeting, they are very top of funnel. So it might not have been working very well for them. So my suggestion would be to target those more mid-funnel and lower funnel or bottom of funnel searchers who are looking for stuff like asynchronous document software or asynchronous communication tools or asynchronous collaboration software. The thing that makes that different is they're adding that higher intent keyword. They're looking for software or a tool or a solution versus looking for a Google Doc alternative, which is not a bad keyword, but some of the other keywords we see in here are like Notion templates or Notion app, or let's see, I'm trying to get back to the previous (laughs) page. Oh, WordPad. WordPad appears to be a keyword that they are targeting. And that could be someone just trying to search it in their own computer because I have seen people do that. It could also be someone just needs to update it. It's very, very low intent. Mm. Text editor, again, very low intent. Online word editor that could be a college student or that could be a CMO who needs to collaborate with their team but there are a lot of ways they could really dial this in to get a lot more bang for their buck and then they could scale that budget up and get a lot more traffic from high intent sources or
0: people yeah that's really interesting and actually you know what they content wise they have something kind of like this, so they actually have one of their top kind of keywords on organic is head of people job description. And there's something really cool about that. So what that is, is it's a template for Almanac. We use templates a lot in our marketing and it just generally works. But what I like about this is that that job description is related to one of their key customers. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a job, a job description for a head of people role and you find Almanac has one of these and then you're invited to collaboratively edit it with your team, that's an amazing way to get a bunch of people to use the product to find the person who will ultimately use the product. That sounds a little bit complicated, but getting in front of people while they're thinking of this sort of stuff. I think that's really smart. And they could do that for a number of different organizations, a number of different roles and things like that. So that basically their end user, their daily user is the person who, you know, it gets the kind of first experience of using the product directly while they're thinking about joining the company or that. I gotta say, I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: How do you do that? So you're saying middle of funnel stuff and oh, sorry, mid funnel searches. Remind me, what kind of keywords are we talking about there? What kinds of things?
1: We're Are you talking about the intent?
0: Yeah. So like if we're targeting mid-funnel, what sorts of content are we sending people to? What kind of terms are we targeting and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So those would be more of like the templates like you were talking about. So if somebody is, yep. So if someone is looking for a template or a solution that offers multiple templates, that would be more of that mid funnel because they're not quite ready to buy, but they are aware they have a problem and there's a solution, but they're dipping their toes in the water. Mm -hmm. So that's where those templates come in really handy or, task lists. I don't think that really applies to this. I'm trying to think of yeah. some other things that are applicable specifically to Almanac. But
0: Well, you know, you say task lists, but at the end of the day, at some point, somebody has to buy this product and they have to work out how they're going to do that in the organization. Now, they could do that with whatever tools there exist you're currently using, but hey, why not mm-hmm. create the buying guide for getting Almanac bought in your organization? directly in Almanac and get people to sign up because they've got a free trial. People want to kick the tires. Mm-hmm. They may as well manage a project, manage some stuff like that with their team directly in Almanac. And then sending traffic to that, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, you're bottom of the funnel if you're at that point. But mm-hmm. but that's, again, another opportunity. And they're clearly aware of these template opportunities because the template library that Almanac actually has is huge. There's a heap of stuff in there. It's the same play that Notion did. It's the same play that Airtable did with their universe, Airtable universe, stuff like that. So before we finish here, let's just quickly kind of summarize because we're out of time, unfortunately. But to summarize, Almanac should think about how they're positioned because they are a smaller player in the marketplace than Notion, than Google Docs, than Confluence. People are already using those products, so thinking about which markets need the pains resolved that Almanac can solve and then going after those markets, particularly where Notion is not the default because the link is so similar to Notion yeah, visually, in fact, versus Almanac. So going to those markets and making messaging that aligns to their needs and then going to adjacent markets once those are covered off. That would be the first play. Jess, you said thinking about going on to Capterra and using Captera ads, mm-hmm. or is there a higher priority action that you would put into place for paid media?
1: I think the higher priority is getting the search engines, the big search engines really dialed in, mm. Google and Bing. Captera would be secondary to that there's a lot of opportunity on google and to your point if we can target specific customer types specific icps that like notion and confluence are not going after we have a lot of opportunity still yeah on google and bing
0: and in fact on bing also obviously you can target by by different things right so you can target by job title mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that's really interesting mm-hmm. you can't do that on google so there you go. So that's a bunch of different ideas. There's obviously a huge amount here that we haven't had time to get to. But overall, Almanac looks beautiful. They have incredible, incredibly good ad creative that could be made really brilliant with some changes, but small changes. And then also, if they get that positioning and that messaging right, that'll unlock a huge amount of growth for them. And I think that's really cool because it's a beautiful looking product. hmm Jess, thanks so much for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark.
0: Anytime. All right. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. But friend, it doesn't have to end here, because if you want to do something about your SaaS marketing, you should go to our website. We have heaps of in-depth blog posts, podcasts, and other resources about how to grow your demos, free trials and signups with demand gen SEO or PPC. Now, if you want us to help you with that, you can book a SaaS scale session by clicking on the work with us button in the nav bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter at IamMarkThomas. That's Mark with a C. Or follow our founder, Dev Basu. That's D-E-V-B-A-S-U. I'll see you next time for another episode of Insider Marketing.